Hey everyone, Justin's nephew Jackson wants to tell you where to go if you want to support the show. Yeah. Pay, Pay. Jury. Daily. Dot com. Nailed it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Justin Robert Young Podcast. This is your old boy, Justin Robert Young, joining you from Oakland, California. As usual, October 16th, 2019, this year continues to barrel forward. You know, the, the weather's getting a little colder out here. I've been uh, I've been trying to take these, like, you know, I wake up at, like, 6 Right, this is my move lately. I, I I wake up at six, try to eat a little quick thing, and then go on a walk. Walk takes about an hour around the lake, and uh, I I gotta say it is it has been good. That has been a good way, like just getting up and doing a thing outdoors, a thing like it just helps me. You know, even when you know I think like ah shit, I'm not getting stuff done. I'm not getting it done fast enough. I went on a walk before I could even say no, before I was even awake enough to say no, I took a walk and that makes me happy. No one else makes me happy. These stories. And now, news from the UK. Fashion retailer Boohoo has been banned from using an advertisement for beige or nude colored clothes. Which, I mean, nude eh, nude colored clothes, to me, to me, you have a bigger problem with exactly how we are defining what nude means. Because if you mean nude to mean beige... Not everybody is beige. By the way, we're selling these clothes in England, right? If you're going with with, with what the majority of nude bodies look like, it should be, you know, alabaster. Moving on. The advertising watchdog group said that the uh, term and advertisement for these clothes, using the phrase, send nudes, could not be used. Yeah. It's apparently uh, understood to be a request for sexual photos, which can be a form for sexual harassment, and now Boohoo can't use the ad. The main body of the message contained a photo of a female wearing a beige jacket. Boohoo said its use of the word nude was solely to describe the color resembling the wearer's skin and reflected the trend for nude colors. The Advertising Standards Authority acknowledgement that the term nude was commonly described to to refer to colors that were similar to people's skin tones, but said the phrase, send nudes, 
was a bit too far. While the ad played on a well-known phrase to highlight a fashion trend, we considered the specific reference chosen had the effect of making light of a potentially harmful social trend. Furthermore, they said, I'm sure as uh, particulates rose off their powdered wigs, in the subject heading of the email, without any further context, the phrase send nudes was likely to be disconcerting for some recipients, specifically those who might have personal experience of being asked to send nudes. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, I had always thought send nudes was more of a... I mean, I'm sure it is among gross things that men anonymously say to women. But I had thought of it more as a thing that you would say while in a relationship. Because on the grand scheme of awful things that uh, uh, a men can say to women or women can say to men, it's 2019 but usually men to women. Like, that's fairly nice, right? I mean, compared to the other stuff, which is awful. If you want to know what the, uh, the other awful stuff is, think of everything worse than that. Think of specifically directing, uh, you know, to, to specific pictures or acts or whatever. I don't know. I was like... What do you guys think? Is that is that a, a open solicitation or is it a, a a friendly inside of a relationship request? News. We got some weed drama in space. This according to Politico. SpaceX CEO Elon Musk's infamous pot-smoking incident on the Joe Rogan podcast prompted NASA to order a mandatory review of the federal contractor's workplace culture. But it was NASA, not SpaceX, that uh, bared the cost, according to contracting records. The space agency agreed to pay SpaceX $5 million in May to cover the cost of the review, which included educating its employees and ensuring that they are following strict guidelines for federal contractors barring illegal drug use. This has gotten some people up in arms because not everybody got the same kind of cash to cover this education. Indeed, Boeing had to go uh, undergo a similar review after musk was caught smoking weed on a uh on, on on the rogan show but they did not get any money to cover it for those of you confused yes despite the fact that spacex is based in la and marijuana is recreationally legal in the state of california it is obviously not legal federally and so a federal agency has to follow, follow federal guidelines. And despite the fact that, honestly, I mean, really, nobody cares. Like, as long as you are making functioning rockets, nobody at NASA really cares. What I think NASA really cares about is somebody not falling afoul of some, you know, worker contractor guideline. And now all of a sudden they're not able to use what they paid for. That's what they really care about. 
Some people are cheesed off, though. Pete Gerritsen, a recently retired Air Force lieutenant colonel and space strategist, said, As a taxpayer, why would I pay when I don't have to? If I was Boeing, I would also have said, Why am I being punished without the same compensation? Which is, of course, the story of our modern space program. I don't care that this is hypocritical. I care that I didn't get paid. And we have a slightly belated 10-year anniversary to Balloon Boy. Who remembers Balloon Boy? I guess probably anybody 14 years old or up. If you don't remember, Balloon Boy was a media hoax perpetrated by a family who said that uh, their son had gotten into a homemade balloon that was now wildly uh, flying without any kind of uh, course or navigation through the skies. It was later found out that the boy that was supposed to be in the balloon indeed was not, and that everything was a hoax perpetrated by the father who wanted a television show. This because he had already been a memorable contestant on the show Wife Swap. He wanted a science reality show. But the 10-year anniversary means that a lot of people are revisiting not only the story, but also the family. There's been a couple different uh, uh, little profiles written on him. And Richard Heen, the father behind all this, seems bent and intent on saying that this indeed was not a hoax. He tells uh, 5280 Magazine that this wound up being more about one sheriff's ego and the search for 15 minutes for fame than anything having to do with us. He then said that his wife, Mayumi, was, uh, was nowhere near proficient enough to understand, much less answer, polygraph measured questions in English. And Richard's sister, Diana, believes it. If Richard was going to pull a stunt like that, he would have called me first. He would have known I'd be worried thinking one of my nephew's lives was in danger. There's no way he does something like that, worrying people he loves, end quote. See, now, here's the problem, though, is that this profile author goes and uh, reviews some of the case file from the family's attorney in which he discovers handwritten notes that dispute Richard's take on the situation. So dig this. With a video camera rolling, Richard would launch the balloon and freak out. This is this is Mayumi, the wife. This is how she understood what the plan was going to be. He'd call the FAA and get the balloon tracked. There'd be a tearful reunion when Falcon emerged from the basement where he'd been told to hide. Richard would call back and say his son wasn't in the basket. They'd make sure that the Fort Collins newspaper knew about the stray saucer and the drama behind it. The story would go nationwide with publicity in full force and recording every moment networks would fight over the Heen story. Except here was the problem. Falcon didn't hide where he was supposed to. He hid in the garage attic, not, not the basement. He played with his cars and fell asleep. The FAA said that Richard needed to call 911. Deputy shows, uh, deputies showed up. Neighbors began searching for Falcon. And then that silvery balloon, uh, all as that silvery balloon was careening across our television screens. That's why Mayumi's reunion with Falcon was so believable. For a few hours, 
she and Richard honestly didn't know that their son had been swept away or hadn't been swept away. So they, for a second, they're like, oh, wait, we tried to pull a hoax, but the kid got in the goddamn basket. Only to find out that he had just slept in the wrong attic. God. I wonder. That was one of the first times that I remember Twitter being a real big deal. That, like, we were all experiencing a silly story. I wonder if we would we would have been faster with this. Or maybe, like, the hot take culture has gotten so strong that... People would would be truthers. They'd be like balloon boy truthers in a way that we we did not uh, uh, have then. And here's the reason why. Apparently, Falcon and his brothers have created a pro-Donald Trump metal band called the Heen Boys. And they wrote a song called Balloon Boy No Hoax. Amazing. And that wraps it up for us today. I want to thank our producers that make this show possible. The Jen, Nonspecific, Rock and Roll Martian, Steven, well, James, the OG Brito, well, and Chris. You can always email me, jurydaily at gmail.com. Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat is Justin R. Young. And, of course, we want to make sure that we thank everybody who sent in the stories today, including P. Lizzle, who gave us the Balloon Boys story. We have MacBook Pro gave us the Elon Musk weed story and you know, MacBook Pro again gave us a send nude story. If you would like to uh, uh, add your stories to this show, head on over to our Discord. Discord is found at bit.ly slash jury discord. Next time, though, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying, please give a round of applause to Mr. Wacky. And until I speak to you tomorrow, please. No. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>